This episode is brought to you by Zeratech Software Development. Are you a company whose commitment to excellence demands effective software tools? Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help build or enhance your technological systems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. You can find them at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Hey guys, today on the podcast, I sat down and chatted with Steve and Pam Hecht. Their passion is rock hounding, anything to do in that world. So picking rocks, agates, minerals, um, they've gone to England to pick uh, certain things. Uh, that whole world is is something they're really passionate about. So it's pretty interesting to hear how it started uh, and crazy. They, they found agates in farm fields, driving down the road in their tractor, stuff like this. Uh, so it's pretty fun to hear. You can tell their passion through the whole bit. Uh, I enjoyed this one. I hope you guys do also. Welcome to the Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Herkus. In this podcast, we get to meet and hear from folks who are obsessed with a wide array of interesting endeavors. We dive into some awesome stories and look at the mindsets and the psychology of those who are obsessed. Let's go. Let's get into that though, actually. Some of the backstory on a personal level before we get into the rocks. You said you were a dairy farmer in Dairy Wisconsin. farmer, yes. I started... Uh I started picking rocks when I was about five or six, and I remember it was zero fun. Yeah, because it was a lot of uh, there was a, it was drudgery. Right. So. The and, and did you do that while you were dairy farming, or you didn't do that till you eventually came up here? Then, as far as like oh, as far a, as collecting rocks. Yeah. Oh, we used to collect little rocks out in the driveway, you know, agates. Yeah. And that's unbeknownst to me, my mom used to collect them and say. Oh, that's really pretty. And then she used to bury them out in the flower bed. Huh. We found that out many years later. <laughs> right. And then you would go dig them up and say, No, we had no or? idea. Huh. I've just, I found them out about 20 years ago and it was too late already. So. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But no, again, so many different directions, but I'm interested in you guys personally as far as like your history and you ended up up here. Now you own Miner's Cafe in Lorium, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you, you joked you got kicked out of Wisconsin. Can you touch on that? What is... Well, everybody, when they when they find out we moved up here without jobs and without, you know, we just knew a few people. We weren't from here. Mm-hmm. We had no relatives here. Uh, it's more plausible for them to believe that we actually, you know, got are on the witness protection program. Yeah. <laughs> you know, other than we just like the area. We, we started coming up here in the mid-90s yeah. uh, when we started collecting rocks seriously right well yeah well so and and pam you were the i was starter you were the instigator Uh, but you said as a you told me a story as a kid you were collecting everything how did that eventually turn into collecting rocks or what Um, age were you well i would always look for treasures okay to to find out what it is why where to come from what is this so everything i picked up off of the ground i was very interested in um an older brother um picked rock and stuff and after I got yelled at for picking up different trash that wasn't too nice um he told me to let's just look for this stuff so we would go and look for rock what people had in their landscaping or along the dirt roads and stuff and I grew up in town so it was harder so whenever we went out camping or whatever you just look for rock um always liked it and it was 94 95 there was a rock and gem and mineral show about an hour away from us and I told my hubby, I said, we are going. Why? 
I said, well, you're going to go look at the rocks. And there was a gentleman there that had an extensive agate collection, Scott Walter mm-hmm. from Minnesota. And he was pawning off his new book, of course, of agates. So we went there, and it was history for Steve after that. Because then I looked at him and said, you know what? All in the farm field, we have how many piles of rock? Why don't you find agates? But when you're cleaning out the um, fields, they're all dirty and muddy. So mm-hmm. you're not really seeing it. So I'm like, why don't we go to the rock pile and dig around in the rock pile? Maybe we'll find some. But he would find them as he was on the tractor driving he would find agates in the field i got fairly proficient at uh, mm-hmm. even on the gravel roads when you're hauling loads of either hay or whatever on the roads <laughs> you can find you can spot them at, at 10 mm-hmm. miles an hour you know when you're hauling the loads and the sun catches them just right you know so, yeah how uh, on earth you're talking you're seeing the lines themselves or you're seeing the dimples no you see the you see the uh, well the sun shines and you see that red glow okay and uh uh, I got a story on the my gateway one here. I'm holding it in my hand. It's uh, it's two and a quarter pounds, but uh, it's got no lines on it. You can look at it yeah. if you'd like. Yeah. But uh, uh, I took it to the, well, the rock the, show. The mm-hmm. one guy at the one dealer had a whole bunch of them on his table, and he was labeling Blake Spear agates. I says, "Well, these aren't agates." Right. I says, "They don't have lines on." He says, "You've never heard of a moss agate?" Well, he says. I says, well, I got one at home this big, you know. And if you're if you ever been at a rock show selling stuff, most people bring in pieces of jasper or chert or something different. And I brought one in the next. I brought that in next day. And he says, my God, he says, you found a nice agate here. I said, wow, because that thing uh, was on a rock pile, and I had drug it around. I was checking fence, and you have to drag it around. Uh, about a mile and a quarter on the fence line and I said the first year I looked at it and I looked at it and I said nah eh, no no lines on it so I threw it back well then somebody was pressuring me bring me your maggots bring me your maggots I said well I brought this home the next year I says it's not an agate but it looks like it mm-hmm. so it is but yeah two and a quarter pounds so. yeah that's what I always tell my, again, I tell you, my, my wife, my sisters, my mom, my sister-in-laws, they all love it. And I always tell them these are fake agates. Like, don't, <laughs> don't bring it to me until you got lines in them. I just like to mess with them, right? Oh, but, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, no, it's funny to see. So this is an agate. But what, what what would happen if you cut into this? Just what you see is what, what you got get. there. Okay, yeah. whereas it's not true always with the line ones, right? The line mm-hmm. ones can have a lot more inside yes. of them. That's um, correct. So you actually did find some in the farm field. Like- uh, that one, I've got one that's two and a quarter, one that's three and three quarters out of the same rock pile. Hmm. And then I found two more that were a pound apiece out in the fields while I was picking rocks. The previous job that I really, really did not like, I actually fought for that position after I uh, hmm. after I got collecting rocks. I said, I'll pick all the rocks. Yeah, right. I'll yeah. do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but probably an impossible question to answer but like and again it's got to grow it's got to change it's got to shift whatever but what was the intrigue from the start because clearly you guys have taken this to a pretty far level but like pam for you when you got started out and you were picking rocks and then you guys together you went to this rock show what was it about the rocks themselves or the the even the act of looking for them that really engaged you so much it wasn't the it wasn't what uh we left the one rock show and uh the president was standing outside he says uh, we're having a meeting tomorrow night. Are you guys free? Yeah. And we said, 
Yeah, we don't have any going on. So we went. And yeah. it was not the rocks themselves. It's the people. Okay. The mm-hmm. people that are involved with the rock clubs, just fantastic. Huh. And you get you get people from all genres. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're rubbing elbows with, with farmers like me. Right. And you're rubbing elbows with rocket scientists, brain surgeons, and just the whole gamut of people. And uh, they're all interested and focused. Well, they have many, many different interests, and they're happy to share. Yeah. And this was all in Wisconsin at the start of it when yes. you guys were down there? Okay. Yes. And, and a mix of, like, camping. So if you're out camping mm-hmm. on Lake Superior or something like that up here, you'd be looking. Or, But also, again, in your field and the rock pile and the gravel and the road, whatever it might be, you're always looking? Or, or Well, yeah. the people at the meeting said, well, you guys have gone here and here. Have you picked this rock or you've seen that? We're like, no, we have no idea. Yeah. So they would tell us places to go. Some of them are um, collecting sites where it's a fee. Sure. And our first one was Arkansas, Quartz Crystal Collecting, in the actual mine itself and in the, the mountain ranges, mostly around Hot Springs area. Okay. Um, so we went down there, got hooked big time, because we've been down there maybe 20 or more times. Mm-hmm. If we had a long weekend, say Thursday to Sunday, off we go. Or we would come up here because it would be like a five-hour drive. So we come up here and look for copper, and our first trip up here, we didn't bring a metal detector. Okay. We forgot it at home. Right. So we're like, well, the best way, I guess, to look for copper is figure out what it looks like by an eye. The metal detector is going to tell you it's here, but you're not to eventually find it with your eye. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. We just talked to people, and the first people Steve mentioned we knew up here were either involved with the um, club. Um, local club or they were from the mineral museum that we knew so it was rock people yeah like a handful maybe six seven people we knew before we moved here right um but the history of the area was intriguing the um how everything started here the boom understanding it how the towns formed the mining happened how it drew people here that like was really cool mm-hmm. um going to arkansas for the quartz crystals um, and it's hard to imagine that something like that, that I'm showing you, mm-hmm. is formed in a piece of clay in the earth just from solidification of different fluids and forming. Right, right. And the cool thing is, is when you find it, you're the first person to see it. Yeah. And we're looking at a clear, how would you describe this? A clear piece of quartz, but it's cut in it's, a certain way. Is it? Is it's that not cu- cut. That's it's all grown. natural. Really? It's a six-sided it's, crystal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unreal. I got to take pictures of all these to share with <laughs> folks. But, um, but yeah. it was like we found that, and it was like you're in this muck and clay, and it's like the the hunt to find this treasure. Like you're going to you're going to get it from Mother Nature somehow. Mm-hmm. Well, you pay your fee. Yeah. Usually ten to twenty dollars, and you keep all you find. So. Yeah. It's uh, it, but before we went on, you said, "Hey, rocks is one thing." Like we're talking like rocks is everything, but you said you try to fill it with other activities as well. Oh. And we're gonna jump around. But what are some <laughs> of the other things you guys like to get well, passionate about? Oh, other things. Well, uh, in the rock hobby, you, there's that inverted pyramid. You know, you go, you get into like flint napping. Yeah. You you find an arrowhead when you're out looking for rocks, or like me, I found a blue bottle when I was out looking in an old dump. Mm-hmm. I was looking for agates, but I found a blue bottle. And that opened up another can of worms. And, so uh, we dig for bottles. And, okay. uh, uh, there's gold prospecting. I've mm-hmm. been to Alaska yeah. in the gold camps for two weeks. Uh, we were out um, west looking for meteorites. Yeah. Um, sapphire digging. 
mining for that. Um, well, it opened up into like just the different knowing the different um, soils and stuff mm-hmm. and what's there. So it's like for me, it turned into like pigments, learning about the pigments and what things were made in, hmm. and changing it over to an art form or hey, I can make stuff out of these rocks, mm-hmm. which I have samples of like just different kinds of rocks stacked with wire beads, wire wrapped pendants, do earrings. Mm-hmm. The neatest thing is this kind of um, paperweight. It's a Lake Superior rock mm-hmm. that I crushed and put eggshells over. Hmm. And then I put alcohol inks. So I made an art farm out of natural things, eggs mm-hmm. and the rocks. Hmm. So yeah. just just like it opens up so many things um like these little things of wood those will or rock they'll turn up their chert from um the cliffs of dover they have a cool ting to them yeah um but those will be pendants huh what are the cliffs of dover i don't um over in england okay they're chalk cliffs okay Uh, they're white uh they're on the south side of the uk from from London, I believe that they're south and east a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, where the um, English Channel mm-hmm. on that south part of the UK, it's just huge white chalked cliffs, and these chert nodules grow inside of them. Mm-hmm. Sadly, we were limited by how much we could put in our luggage, so we only brought back small small ones. things. Sure, but yeah. we um, just did that in May. Okay. Um. But other than, you know, I've been to uh, the arrow, making arrowheads. I got in a little bit on how to make them. Yeah. Uh, I know what one looks like. I found this one when I was out looking. We were on our way to somewhere. I don't remember. Out in New Mexico, and I found this. Hmm. But in the farm fields, when I was out spraying, when you're spraying corn, uh, the corn's usually about uh, maybe three, four inches tall, and you've gotten a... Uh, good rain and it washes stuff off mm-hmm. you could recognize stuff that's not from there mm-hmm. and yeah i found a really nice scraper when i was out there but huh. uh, and a scraper for like scraping fresh or yeah, flesh off a hide or hides. Mm-hmm. you can tell it too. and some of them you can tell they're either right-handed or left-handed too yeah so or you can tell if they're made for a male or a female of how it fits into your hand unreal yeah um the other thing when we would go looking for agates they say, well, look for artifacts because the Indians where we grew up were in that area. So there's going to be different artifacts from mm-hmm. the Indians. Look for the little points or broken off chips. But the thing of it is, is you can only look for one thing. If you're going to look for those, your eye is going to go for those shapes. Okay. Um, and I, I walk right over agates because I'm not looking. You think, well, I can look for agates and arrowheads. So she would find the uh, the uh, artifacts and mm-hmm. I would find the agates. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then we've done like goofy things. Um, the one little agate I gave you there, the the next one, uh, not the small ones. Those are typically what we'd find, but mm-hmm. the one right next to your hand there is mine. Right. That's just a pounder. It's called my Mother's Day agate. Yeah. Um, I had found it on Mother's Day when we were in a gravel pit with permission. Yeah. Um, looking for things, and I found it, and it was like. <gasps> Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah. So I went and hid it in my um, jacket, and I'm like, <sighs> yeah. find anything? I'm like, eh, nothing really much. So I thought I'm playing a trick on my husband. Yeah. And at the time, we were putting in an outdoor wood stove, so we had the ground from the house to the back of the yard kind of dug up. 
and he would go every day past that back to the basement back and forth so I went and hid that just like not even a half a foot under the ground so it would eventually come up with rain or him walking on it I'm watching every day he comes home and I'm looking and finally one day out of the kitchen window I see him walk past (laughs) and he looks down he picks it up like what the heck you know and I go storming in there I said there's no way that was in our yard to begin like, with. Yeah, right outside the door. Right. And I'm just laughing. And he goes, where did you find this? And I says, well, I found it on Mother's Day yeah. when we were looking. But I hid it for him to, to just find it. Yeah, how, but, how delayed was this? Uh, oh, about a week. Only a week. Not, okay, yeah, I was picturing like a year a and a half. Oh, I oh. kept my eye on it. I kept my eye on it. <laughs> but we've done other jokes on each other, too. Um, but, yeah, like the people, the people in the rock clubs will get you... Uh, uh, in lots of different tangents. Sure. And like there, some of them are interested in antiques. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we're interested in antiques now too. So mm-hmm. it's pretty much anything that interests us. And we're like we're driving along on the road. We live. We don't like to fly as much as we like to drive because mm-hmm. you see one of those brown signs on the side of the road that's with the arrow pointing off. Well, let's you know we got time. Let's go look. You yeah. Know? So we're interested in many many different things. Right. Uh. Yeah, it's crazy. So the it it, it all kind of comes back to like a, a, a like the Easter egg hunt a little bit, right? Hey, yeah, a good idea. That's good. <laughs> right, that's but, good. But yeah. also the uh, just the search and the find. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I do a lot of shed hunting out west, which is looking for antlers, right? So deer antlers, oh, yeah. mother antlers, oh, elk yeah. antlers, whatever it might be. It's the same thing. It's an adult Easter egg hunt. It's uh-huh. it's so fun. I mean, and, and a lot of it's like. It, like a lot of these things that I talk to people about, it's bigger than the act itself. It's way bigger than rock picking. It's way bigger than agate picking, right? But it's, it's more collecting. It's collecting, mm-hmm. but it's for me, it's like an adventure. It's also like it takes you to these places that you never would have gone to, right? Correct. Like if you, if yes, the cliffs much. of Dover in England, you'd never yes. be there, right? Without nope. without doing this, so that that part of it's really cool. But it, there's something. I wonder what it is like in the human uh, psyche. Why are you so excited to find the thing you're searching for? Well, collecting is is well over half the thrill of it. Yeah. And I talked to people that uh, we had some friends up in August. Uh, he looks for he looks for cars. Okay. And he he said they used to drive around when they were uh, just teenagers looking at fence rows for old cars. Right. And he says they still do it. Yeah. Him and his son do it now. Yeah. But what is it? Why is that? And then you get such a, a rush when you find whatever that is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I really don't. But yeah. Well, there's many times we're either on a rock pile for quartz crystals, or we're in the grasslands in South or North Dakota, yeah. and we scream at each other, "Hey, come yeah. over here and look at this!" And it's like you walk half the distance and you show, and it's like, "Oh yeah, look at this one." Right. Yeah. So it's it's not competition. It's like, look what we found. Right. Take yeah. the topper, yeah. Yeah, the topper. But <laughs> when you find something, it's like you're the first one to find this on earth right or the thrill i had gotten um and i love the artifact hunting um and we had done it we had gone with permission again for fields and friends um down in southern wisconsin to find the era the um, i'm trying to think of the name it's hickston Hickston quartzite and we're walking the cornrows Mm -hmm. and you're finding the the shards and it's an area where all the different indian troops used to come to Hmm. And they would quarry this rock to go make their artifacts for it. Mm-hmm. But it was a peaceful area. They wouldn't fight if they were fighting each other. They come and was equal nation. 
So they would be there for days or weeks and they would just hammer out these rocks, make the rocks, if chips would fly off, they're there. Well, they are artifacts. Steve has taken some and he's worked them to finish them. Mm-hmm. But when you're standing there and you're holding it, you're like, the last person holding this was the one that made it. Mm-hmm. How many thousands of years ago? Right. Well, they started ten to 12,000 years ago at the yeah. at Silver Mound yeah, right. near Hickston. Huh. And it's just, I mean, to pick it up and to look at it, or the first time I found a hammerstone from up here, I'm like, wow, I can't even put it in my hand. Steve couldn't put it in his hand. And they're probably using their one hand and hammering the basalt rock here to get the copper out. You're Mm -hmm. like, but the last person to have this was the guy that used it. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Breakwater Federal Credit Union in Houghton, Michigan. Banking with a credit union is ideal because there are less service fees and lower loan interest rates than a regular bank. Plus, they are local and staffed by our family and friends. New members can use the coupon code OBSESSED when they come to open an account and receive $50 in their account. This coupon code expires March 31st, 2023. If you're looking for a financial institution that puts you and your financial health first, be sure to check out Breakwater Federal Credit Union. Forrester Research interviewed 206 senior technology leaders in major organizations responsible for software development sourcing. 63% said their software development service partners do not have a full understanding of their end customer. If you're dead serious about moving faster and getting more done, Zeratech Software Development can help you move forward with confidence. Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help solve your problems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. As they align with their clients, they use a proven method to understand the scope of the problem and help demystify the steps to make it go away. They will deliver the software solution you need, and they do it with the integrity that you'd expect from a family-owned business in the heartland of America. Schedule a call with the team at Zeratech today at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Yeah. How big was this hammerstone that you found? Um... I would say three quarters of a football size. Okay. Yeah. And in the basalt for copper, well, isn't there, you guys could inform me, isn't there speculation like copper mining here? Isn't there evidence of copper mining here from like thousands and thousands of Five years ago? Five to seven thousand, yeah. yeah. From the Five. native yeah. Indians. Well, yeah. they carbon dated the pits. Right. That's mm-hmm. what they That's what they did, so. Yeah. And most of the mines in the Keweenaw were formed on the old miners' pits. So huh. they just looked for those. Yeah. There's only, uh, I think, is it the Kearsarge load is the only one that isn't? I don't, I can't remember now, but yeah, there's only one that was not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy. That's the history. Like, so I talk about shed hunting, right? That's part mm-hmm. of the allure for me is finding an antler <laughs> shed. And it's like, this is like a month what, old. Mule you know? deer? Yeah, mule, mule deer, deer whitetail, elk, okay. yeah, right? Okay. Uh, out in the Dakotas or whatever it yeah. might be, right? But again, that's part of it for me is just like the mystery behind it all. Like, where is this thing? It survived the winter. It tells you that. But it's, I'm talking anywhere from a year to seven years old, maybe. You guys are talking 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about the mystery that you can put within that right well that's that's the the allure of bottle hunting though too yeah everyone has a story right and usually you can find out the story on the bottles Hmm. that's that's what really struck me because i i took that little blue it was a little blue bromo seltzer bottle about two or three inches tall Mm -hmm. home and i went on ebay oh sure enough there was a dozen of them on there Hmm. and then i said oh this is this old and then it just 
it's that inverted pyramid that you just it it keeps getting more and more you get stretched in so many different directions you don't know uh which one to prioritize but yeah right we've got a lot of different stuff so yeah what about the uh gold mining how was that uh that that took me i kind of waned because in wisconsin there really isn't okay in our farm though in our farm uh we had a little creek that ran through and you'd pan in that and uh Probably you could pan all day and maybe get a half a thimble full or whatever, you know. Okay. But uh, the one day I was, uh, I cut a little, that was in the bottom of the pan, and I looked at it and I said, wow, that's a really, and I picked it up, and it was a, like a grain of sand or a grain of quartz, but it was really, really shone brightly. And I said, wow, that's a really bright piece of quartz. And I thought, what am I going to do with it? I don't know. And I, so I just let it wash back in. Well, Two years later, fast forward two years later, we're at Arkansas uh-huh. at the Crater of Diamonds at the state park looking for diamonds. Somebody found one. I did. Yeah. <laughs> and she held it up and I went, oh! I had a diamond said. two yeah. years, you know, two yeah. years before that, that I had panned out. But right. yeah, they do find them in Wisconsin, south of Eau Claire. Okay. And we talked about Stan Vitton before he came on here. Isn't he? Uh, didn't he say there's diamonds up here in the UP? Is that a thing? Uh, believe it or not, they had at the there's prospects Lake Ellen. Okay. Uh, the Lake Ellen Kimberlites. Yeah. Uh, they were exploring that heavily about 20 years ago. Okay. But uh, they found a lot of the indicator ones, but it's micro diamonds, and they weren't uh, enough that, to mine. Sure. And what about you talk about gold there's this guy on youtube somebody recommend recommended to me like flower gold wizard or something like that have you guys heard of this guy mm-hmm. I, you said you don't watch much of anything no or, we yeah. we're kind of media deficient but uh yeah we'll have we, to check uh, them out sometime uh there's always the 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 tales that that uh go by the the from the yellow dog plains uh-huh. from the 30s when you they have the prospectors coming in you know because yeah. there wasn't anything else you know source of income they'd come in they pay for their stuff with gold right from the yellow dog so okay the uh and you said you went to alaska did some panning for gold up there too went with the gold prospectors went with another couple that had been there before and uh they asked me well did you find gold there yeah every shovel everywhere but it's so fine yeah and it's tied but it's tied very uh closely with the hematite okay which is the black sand and then it's also got there's little baby garnets in there too so hmm what does that mean uh it makes it so it's not uh it's hard to separate okay very hard they said if you can pan the gold from up there oh and you're getting the flower gold up there that everybody else missed right the beach has been gone over probably four or five six times uh-huh. they were up there in 1898 i believe for the first time right no, this this guy on YouTube that I mentioned, Flower Gold Wizard. I don't. I have to watch some of his stuff, but I think he, he's like Lake Superior panning for gold on the beaches. Same yes, kind of deal, you, right? I've seen I've seen a black sand. Uh, I've panned some of it. I don't get anything out of it, but that's not to say there's not some here. Right. And there's always talk about the Huron Mountains too, huh. but. Uh, crazy and you were talking too. somehow you guys get to the point where you know we talked about at lily pond here there's all this certain kind of rock that comes mm-hmm. from the was it the, <clears throat> excuse me the ballast of ships yes uh that came from would have only come from marquette but now it's lined yep. the bottom of the coda dolomite yeah, yeah. Co- that is a uh, coda dolomite that's a type of rock itself yes it's a really pink it's kind <clears throat> of a very it's per, it's a picture it's a really picture stone huh. some's got really that's pink and 
pink and mauve. maroon yeah mauve, mauve. Maroon. yeah okay mm-hmm. and you find that at lily pond but also you were saying people could bring you agates from lake superior that they find you say hey no that's actually from it's our- a brazilian agate yeah, from- mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, uh, some of the local some of the local rock shops yeah uh yeah they get people dragging these these one or two pound brazil agates in look what i found look at the lake superior i found yeah well you found it on lake superior but it's not necessarily a lake superior agate so. yeah but these ones here i'm looking at are lake superior agates oh yes they yeah. definitely mm-hmm. are yeah okay and well, how would you know the difference like i don't know the difference but a brazil uh, agate, we is could that... bring you in some that that closely there are some different ones from the from the uh different parts of the world that look that's similar. somewhat similar hmm. the first thing we noticed when we moved here from wisconsin was we were going on the farm fields hmm. um side roads and stuff and we're like it's easy to spot them you know they're they're more of a reddish more caramel mm-hmm. um coloring and things and then we come up here and we're like wow why can't we find them hey you guys missed this one you missed this one we're like we're not seeing it hmm. well you also have to understand the um, geology of things. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, Wisconsin um, has more iron the, with the Iron Range in Minnesota. Yeah. The agates are formed up there. The glaciers had moved them. So they're more red um, ironed type stained um, banded red and whites or the grays, different things. And up here we have your copper minerals. So you're going to end up with more salmon peachy color mm-hmm. type ones. Um, they're also more beach wash where we were walking and stuff in cornfields um, on the roads where everything was glaciated. Mm-hmm. So it was still kind of rough. It didn't travel very far from where it was formed, where here everything was rounded or it was this odd coloring. Mm-hmm. Nothing big, but we also then figured out, well, we need to know where the glaciers came from how they travel, where they retreated, because that's going to help us in our search right. for rocks. Yeah. Um, and there was five to six different glaciers that went through Wisconsin, different times that moved rock different places, because we have friends and we've seen lower Wisconsin into Iowa, they're finding float copper all over there. Hmm. Well, there is no native copper down there. Mm-hmm. That's glaciated. Hmm. Um, so it goes down and then it pulls back it's also dragging other rock back. Okay. Um, so you will find agates, and they, and we found them down in Illinois, and we found them in Iowa. Found Lakes, them at St. Louis at the Arch. Yeah. Yeah, found a, found a Lake, Lake Superior, Superior agate. agate. Yeah. Unreal. So the, the and that's from the glacier. Took them all down. Yeah. Yeah, the and you could find a correlation between when you were doing that research in the in the uh, glaciers. You talked about six glaciers. You could find mm-hmm. a correlation between those glaciers and what you actually found out on the landscape. Well. Uh, I found in the farm in the farm fields. I actually found rocks from Amethyst, which is north of Canada, hmm. or north of north of Canada, north of, Canada. North of <laughs> Thunder Bay, north of Thunder Bay. <laughs> sure, I'm geologically uh, challenged, challenged here, but right. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, geographically challenged. But uh, right. no, I found actually a piece of fluorite. You know, you take it to the rock shows. You go, what is this? And the university guys are sometimes they had rock ID there, and it. Actually, was very helpful, hmm. and uh, he says this is a pretty good piece of fluorite. Mm-hmm. I said fluorite, and he says, "Yeah, it's probably from Canada. I don't know where in Canada it was, though. But it was the University of Wisconsin River Falls guy, mm-hmm. Doctor Bill Cordua. So he uh, uh, he was kind of instrumental. We'd go out looking for stuff, and yeah, it was very interesting. Or yeah. finding sharks' teeth in Minnesota, 
you would not think you can find shark's teeth in Minnesota. Northern Minnesota, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you do? Yes, you do. Calumet, in Calumet, Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Because that area was once a sea. Okay. And when they're mining there for iron, they're at different levels. Yeah. And they were down in the Jurassic area. Um, I can't even think of all the other ones they were in. And there is a spot there where we went, and mm-hmm. you could collect shark's teeth. You had to know what you're looking for. They're not huge mm-hmm. or anything, but you were finding different fossils on shark's teeth we collected. And really, we I'm not really... She's more interested in fossils, Yeah. but I'll go out collecting them. You know, I love the collecting process, you know? So it doesn't matter what it is. It's, accumulating, it's, it's out yeah. Collecting, accumulating yeah. stuff, whether it's antiques or, right. or whatever, yeah. The... I swear when I was in North Dakota, I spent quite a bit of time out there uh, yeah. uh, uh, exploring, hiking, hunting, whatever, shed hunting, and uh, I should have taken better notice, but I swear there was like seashells. Would that ever make sense? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, like in the shale, there'd be yep. like fossilized sure. seashells, stuff yep. like that, because mm-hmm. that was once a sea too right there. What? Yes, it was all, yeah, that's why North Dakota is so flat. Okay. It's basically a sea bottom. Right. So then... <sighs> and the dinosaurs and stuff are out there towards... Um, the western part yeah. so they would have been on the edges and stuff right um, or everything flooded over and encased them all yeah huh crazy the this is a big part of your world right I, it is and that's what basically moved us up here yeah when um, his parents sold the farm the cows and stuff we said where do we want to go and we both said that we wanted to move up here mm-hmm. because we love the area it's like stepping back and, and slowing down and enjoying life yeah plus look at all the avenues we can look we can easily go to canada for things we can do all the stuff in the up go over to marquette to the iron come here for all the copper and the other things it's not just copper that's here right. we and have we other kn- minerals and we knew about the snow mm-hmm. too. we did mm-hmm. know because we lived in hurley for four years so sure we knew about lake effect so it, it was didn't uh, bother us yeah yeah, and the Miner's Cafe, the name Miner, is that intentional with... Oh, my word. That was uh, interesting. When we bought it, actually, we bought the building we six years building ago today. Today, actually today. today yeah. And five or six years ago, January 1, we opened. Um, and it was getting down to like the last week or so, and we were both thinking, okay, in names, we're trying to copper something. I ran whatever. about a dozen. I ran about a dozen names, and she was out at her... Uh, delivering meals for senior meals yeah and uh i i was gonna call her i was thinking uh i thought i i thought copper miners then i thought miners cafe and then i thought i'm gonna look i'm gonna look up and see if there's any clothes mm-hmm. there was nothing close hmm. so i thought okay well we can do that and i was gonna call her and then i thought nah she's probably all dropping off a meal or whatever and the phone rang mm-hmm. it was picked it up and it was her and i said miners cafe she goes i was just gonna call to tell you that i don't know yeah, because huh. I mean, it was just going through because it was like there was the like, copper kettle and, and copper spoon. And we're like, why are we stuck on copper? But, you know, you're up here. Right. want to make it touristy that way. And then it's just like mining, miners, miners, miners. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. But any experience in the restaurant business not before a, then? Not a iota. <clears throat> no. no. What inspired that? Um, well, I have a... <laughs> I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> um, I had been working for the previous um, owner... And he was looking to to sell. Yeah. So he offered a good deal, and we said, "Sure, why not?" Yeah. Um, we started with seven employees, and now we're up to sixteen. Uh huh. 
permanent employees, not just seasonal or part-time. Well, they're all part-time because we're only open seven to two. Sure. Um, but we're like, yeah, why not? And I have a marketing management degree. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I've always been in retail selling a product. Mm-hmm. Well, the product is food. The food sells itself. Right. It's no different than running um, a jewelry store, a trinket shop, or a clothing store. Yeah. You're selling a product. We're selling food. Right. It's just that we get a lot of repeat people, which made it a really cozy little miners family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a hub in uh, Lorium there for people to come. Right. Do you get people that come in there and pick your brains about rock picking and stuff like this? Um, we only have. If we're there. Yeah, only yeah. if we're there. Sure. Um, we don't actually work it. We instill our employees, and they actually built what is there. Sure. We gave them the power to do it. They did it. Yeah. Um, so it's it's their cafe. We just give them some guidance and help uh, pay the bills and do the maintenance. Mm-hmm. Do the fixing mm-hmm. and cleaning. That's all. That's pretty much what I do. So. But uh, sure. our decor in there is things from the area. It's mining. Though I threw art in there and I did art classes, mm-hmm. um, we offer those. Um, local history, there's pictures of different areas or past businesses, memorabilia, different things on the wall. Customers have given us stuff to put on the wall. Um, we've collected things yeah. put up there. So it's it's fun. We have people walk around where they're waiting for their food. They get up, walk around, look at things. Mm-hmm. They take pictures of stuff. They ask questions. Um there's some things in there that I informed the staff, you better know what this is because they're going to ask you, the customers. Yeah. Um, we have a small little birdcage with a crow in it. Hmm. And they're like, okay, why do we have this little birdcage hanging from the ceiling with a crow? And I went, well, it shouldn't be a crow. It should be a canary. But, <laughs> you know, we're, we're odd. We're youpers up here. So we put a crow in there. Mm-hmm. But the birdcage would mean something from mining. In the coal mines, that's what they... The parakeets were real susceptible to the uh, the, the gases. Uh-huh. So if the parakeet kicked off, you wouldn't you, go down you, in the mine. You better get out of there quick. Huh? That was their test, hey? Have mm-hmm. the bird hanging out. If yeah. the bird mm-hmm. croaked, then yeah. 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 Um, and different things. There's um, this odd-looking square box with all these weird fingers, and they kept looking at it like, what is that? How is that used in mining? And I'm like, it's not. It's a blueberry picker. Huh. It's a homemade <laughs> box somebody had made to pick blueberries. Yes. Yeah. Um, you could probably pick it for thimbleberries too, but it, it's just an odd, weird square crate, but it had open peak holes through it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what on earth would that be? I went, that's what the eggs used to come in. Hmm in the packs they would have the cardboard there and all the eggs would stack up in them well, they've right. got an interesting blend of yeah. a lot of different stuff so yeah yeah but the when you first started okay again you got a trajectory of life here as far as the rock picking side of things mm-hmm. and that and the, the gold mining the whatever it might be like you started going on these trips right like because mm-hmm. i feel like there's like levels to it right you start escalating you start going more and more now we're going to england now we're doing this like <laughs> how did that big trip was 96. Six. okay uh-huh. yeah we borrowed your parents truck no that was ours then okay and he made like the topper was on it so we made a little platform bed mm-hmm. so we could one sleep up on that one sleep down below we had our buckets our detectors and we started off going to see elvis mm. Because I wanted to see Elvis. Right. So we went down there, did that, and then we went to Arkansas Quartz Crystal Collecting. Then we took off and we went to Texas. Then I think we went up through 
Sedona, that area and stuff traveled through there. Went to the Petrified Forest. Petrified Forest, Meteor Crater. I saw the Grand Canyon at quarter to nine one morning. Huh. Um, like, did all this stuff, came back home and went, wow. And we had probably no bigger than our table of um, six foot, maybe, high display case. We had that that filled immediately <laughs> of stuff. I mean, they were all precious. And people would see it, and we'd talk about it and everything and collecting it and our experience. And then we would go out on different trips or going to different mineral shows and collecting things. Mm-hmm. And my idea always was, okay, I found this quartz crystal. This is like the best one ever I found. Mm-hmm. So it's in the display case. Well, when I find something better, I will replace it. Right. Well, that's still there after like 30 years, plus the other probably seven ton of rock with it. Right. Um, normally, you would have just a small showcase and your best finds. Well, we put everything out there, and we have stuff from around the world we've collected, either at shows or ourselves or around the United States. Well, we've got 50 cents. Specimens sitting beside five hundred dollars specimens. Yeah, hmm. mm-hmm. and they're equally they're equally attractive to us. So sure. And most people have like a family room or a den where you sit in and enjoy. Right. Well, we walk into our home and we have our home mineral collection, and we have over three thousand on display in our cases. Yeah. But we probably have like four times that tucked in boxes and pails and stuff underneath. Right. Um. We have a rough collection because when you're out collecting, let's just collect it. We'll go through it. And we used to be dealers and Mm -hmm. go to shows. And it was always like whatever we collected, we could sell some things. Well, it paid for our trips. But also then, well, we like that specimen, so let's just buy that one and keep it. it. It just, it's like you said, it's an inverted pyramid. It just starts like this one rock. I love amethyst. Well, now I collect amethyst from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, fossils. I like fossils, but I like a certain kind. It's just like I like um, petrified pine cones sure. or dinosaur bone. She even likes me now that I'm old. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> You're a fossil after 50. Yeah. So, um, but it, you have your your niches you like. Sure. In our mineral room, we Steve went and built a display cases for on the wall. Yeah. Same size. One side is mine, one side is his. His is packed with everything possible. You couldn't get another thing in. I, because of the marketing background, make it display wise. Sure. Um, but there's stuff that he has that I go, uh, not interested in. Yeah. Stuff I have, no. Huh. Doesn't care for it, like the fossils. It, but he will go out fossil digging and collecting with me. Okay. To find it. It's it's that drive, that hunt. Yeah. Is there a, a a white whale, like something you guys haven't found that you're looking for that, man, they could, our life will be made if we could find this thing? I don't know. Uh, there's there's always there's always many places we want to go and places, places we want to see. Okay. Uh, right now, Oregon is right up there, uh, places we've never been. Uh, also, uh, Virgin, close to that is Virgin Valley. It's open. It's petrified wood with opal in it, huh. and we've always wanted to go there. I shouldn't say always. Would be an awesome place. Madagascar, though, is a. But you look at all the there. material that comes out of that island of Madagascar, and you think there can't be anything left. Everything's dug up there because everything you can possibly imagine comes from Madagascar. Huh. 
yeah. But like uh, outside of, uh, and maybe that's that's it, right? But outside of the location itself, is there like a rock or a mineral or a gem or a certain thing that you guys would be really hard to find that you haven't found that you've been out searching for? I know we've done all the big stuff. We've we pretty much, you know, we've been at this a while, so yeah. yeah. God, it's almost been thirty years. There's places we go back to again, and we were just, we went to Helena, Montana. No, yeah, Montana, Montana, yeah. And we dug sapphires twice now, and I go back and do it again. Yeah, um, Arkansas. That's I go back again, mm-hmm. and we've been there twenty plus times. It'd yeah. be nice to find. I guess it would be nice to find a really, really nice quartz crystal cluster. Okay. In Arkansas, however, it's one of those things that, you know, right now this is my fascination here. Is uh, is uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say fascination. It's the latest trend. Yeah. You heard of Uperlites, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I found so, them Uperlites, right? They they glow under the UV light. Yes, that's uh, correct. They glow nice and orange. Yeah. But uh, they're a beach. They're a beach rock and. The thing I like about it right now is that uh, I can work all day since I don't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, you go out at night, you know, so, yeah. and you look for them. What's the market been on those? Like, uh, uh, It's the supply. Believe it or not, I thought that this was going to be a one-year trend, yeah. you know, one year and done. Because that's what most minerals, they come onto the the scene and then they're done right about a year year and a half later they're pretty much all done because then they're on to something else but up here uh i think covid helped it too because people need to social distance and they needed to uh have an outdoor activity and it gave you something to do and yeah. uh uh yeah it's still four or five years out they're getting harder to find okay so I don't know if the market's up or down, but yeah, I don't know. So. But, and I, do you almost like refrain from getting into the market side of it? Meaning like, I'm asking what's the market like, but you're like, ooh, let's not even talk about it because that takes away from what the like well, pure... You see you see what they're selling for on eBay and that's just not even... Re- I don't think it's realistic. Yeah. But... Uh, do they actually sell or you just see people listing them for those prices? No, uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Yes. I that, think it's more listing than selling. Right. Yeah. But you see them in, in areas around here, gift shops, and we just go, it's... I'm sorry, it's just a beach rock. <laughs> it's a beach rock. That happens to glow yeah. and it's been on this earth for how long? And somebody fortunately marketed and did a great job for it mm-hmm. because it's done well for was, getting people out. Right. It actually is a, a good hobby, activity, yes. A family thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have friends that come up and go, we need to go out. You got to take us out. We got to find them ourselves. <laughs> Again, yeah, there's here. that hunt for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the hunt. Um, yeah. We had taken my niece and nephew out a couple years ago in December, and they're like, we found two or three. Really? This is it? But then he went out the next night or whatever, and he found, you know, 100. And yeah, right. they're like the pencil eraser size or something. But mm-hmm. it's just what the waves bring you or not. And it's like, where'd they come from? Well... You narrow it down, you figure it out. Again, it's something that came from the glacier, from the yes. glacier, yeah. right? And the rocks. But do you get to the point where you're, uh, like, I picture some of these trips. Okay, you're gonna go to the the cliffs of Dover in England. You're gonna do go to Arkansas, do this, or you're almost like afterwards, like giddy, like driving away. Like, what did we just do? Kind of like you. <laughs> yes. Oh, world. yes. Yeah. It's the thrill. It's yeah. the thrill. We just of the did collecting. that when we um, were out doing petrified wood legally collecting it on a ranch right they have a uh, it was arizona petrified woods mm-hmm. right alongside it borders the, the petrified forest, forest park sure and uh it's 
It's forty-five bucks a adult, a five-gallon five gallon pail. pail. Yeah, and your five-gallon pail probably holds a pail and a half. Sure. Well, you so, pack it in yeah, there well. We know how well. to pack. Right. So yeah. Um, but you're there, and you can dig, or you can just pick what leavings people left. Yeah. Um, and many times when we go to the pay places, you find stashes where people put rocks that they discarded. I'm sure. like, really? Well, they have the mineral museum specimen they want so the lesser ones they're like eh, they just leave them there yeah i look at that going hmm grab bag material um which we put grab bags together and have at the cafe um we've also put them together when we did shows and stuff and just gave them to kids mm-hmm. um anybody's kids come up or grandparents they come up and they go oh my gosh my grandkids are so into rocks mm-hmm. they are leaving with a pail full of rocks from us to give their grandkids. Right. Because the more we can get people out there to look for this and intrigue them. Every kid is a rock hound. Yeah. Every kid collected stamps and every kid collected coins. Those are the three things. Oh, and marbles. Sure. Those are the four things every kid has always collected in their life sometime. Right. Right. Do you have a a lot of people that, like, you've gotten into this as well, into this whole world? Like, you have people that you've gotten into it and they've made it a huge part of their life too? Yeah. yeah, we had one, um, Joe and Phil, I'm thinking of. <laughs> so they're coming back from this trip, this couple, and they take a detour because the highway is under construction. They end up at a rock show. Yeah. Yeah. A year later, she's got her own rock shop. Yeah. She went way overboard. Yes, right. they opened up a rock shop, um, and she was into metaphysical, so understanding that, different things. Um, would go out to Tucson shows. She'd go out to the Denver shows. They probably almost 30 years had a rock shop in everything Wisconsin. Sure. Um, she passed, unfortunately, so, I mean, nothing else happened. But, mm-hmm. yeah, them definitely um, <laughs> Yeah, we corrupted them. But you know yeah. what? You know, as bad as we are, we can always think of people that are got more stuff than us. Like, yeah. I say, oh, I got 400 pails of rock. And this one gal I met, she says... Well, I've got 1,200. Yeah. 1,200 five-gallon mm-hmm. pails of rock. Unbelievable. We had um, <laughs> um, dealer friends of ours, husband and wife from Iowa. They came up to uh, from Iowa to Minnesota for a fishing trip, mm-hmm. and they stopped at a rock show, a rock shop or something, and saw the Lake Superior agates, and he was intrigued. He, he thought they were cool. Yeah. They were interesting looking, and that turned into a 40, 45, 50-year business for them right um and he did shows all over yeah funny how it is how uh such unique things can grab people right like because mm-hmm. i've talked to so many Correct, different people yes. in so many different areas and it, again you always find it's not it is the act itself like you enjoy it but it's always bigger than that it's the community Correct. it's the, mm-hmm. whatever yes. it is right but why is it that again this side of things grabs you guys versus basketball or whatever right i mean it's just funny what grabs a certain person and why that is well and it's weird too because mostly it's one person sure not both right which is good but it's bad well for us yeah we don't fight about that yeah we can fight about lots of other stuff but we don't fight about the collecting part because we just collect so many different things and we're interested in it yeah and the the if you have if you belong to a club that's uh that's either good or bad right <laughs> it's yeah. good if you'd like to if you like to uh collect more yeah and like he's first said the people that you meet right 
and the lifelong friendships. You have the rocks in common, but yet when we get together, we don't talk about rocks. We talk about life. We talk about different things amongst us or trips we've done. Uh Um, And we meet people every August that come up for different events here in the Keweenaw, and it's a family reunion type thing. Yeah. Funny how that is, though. It's again, that's so common, but I think it is that, mm-hmm. like almost that uh, desire for community or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And you have the shared interest. And again, that shared interest is what breaks the barriers or breaks the ice for you guys. Like right, right away, you're like, yeah, yeah, you're one of us. And within 20 minutes, you could be talking about something that took a lifetime with somebody else. Trip or, together. Yeah. Um, well, when we had gone and done our trip this last uh, May and June to Europe, Years ago, we had um, gone with a rock friend over to the Munich shows. Mm-hmm. Or, no, actually, it was the different Eater, um, Eater, Eater Stein shows. Yeah. And we met rock people there, um, and they were all from all over the world. And they said, if you ever get here, look us up. You know, we'll take you out or yeah. show you the sights. Um, and we had gone to Munich, and we happened to catch a couple people at those shows again that we hmm. had seen. And when we were over in Amsterdam this spring, it's like you know, so-and-so and so-and-so lives here. Let's look them up. They're more than happy to have us. Hmm. Um, years ago, they also came here for a big agate event in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, a world agate class show. When they came here, there was six or seven of them from Europe, but they only knew four of us okay. from the United States. Right. And everybody's like, well, why are you guys spending all the time with them? They only know us for people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we're trying to help them and look, you know, look at things or they're staying here longer than the weekend. So yeah. where they're staying, where they want to go collect rock and things. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. It's just fun to share. Right. Right. No, it's cool. It's just cool to hear about the, there's a part of me like this part of it is so intriguing and and we were talking about some like ancient history stuff like that too like if this is a movie you'd have somebody come in and like be like hey do you ever hear about this mm-hmm. like some uh you know benjamin franklin found this and did this and now you guys go on this grand adventure down the amazon <laughs> river into this the, what you know what i mean like some crazy adventure like that's what i want to picture for you guys is like some last frontier search of oh geez i don't know it's i don't know i know if we we really liked going over to Germany, and we were outfield collecting. And I guess that would be my dream to do more of that. Mm. What, what do you mean by that? Um, well, out in the farm fields, there's over 100 different lava flows okay. around Eder Oberstein. And okay. they're not glaciated. Nothing's. It's all natural. Uh-huh. But you could be in, say, a five-acre field, mm-hmm. and you could easily have six or seven different types of agates in that you know like mm-hmm. lake superiors all look the same mm-hmm. well the german ones you can have different you can have yellows you can have just they look all totally different from each other mm-hmm. because there's so many different lava flows that that were in the same area mm-hmm. that formed them is hawaii a thing for agates it, um it's no. all it's, that's that's too new actually yeah. okay it's that whole island is just lava sure but the other part is lava as well, but it's uh, the the how quickly they formed or something like that or, or the age of the lava themselves or what? Um, and we do have a friend that was our friend in Amsterdam. He is a volcanologist, I think is the term, but he studies the um, 
volcanoes that erupt. Okay. And I just said to Steve the other day, I said, I wonder if Fadi's over there studying the one over in, <laughs> in Hawaii Lord. right now because there's that one and there was two or three that started just the other day going off sure. also. Um, and we were at his home. He was excited, like, this is from this volcano, and this is from this one, or this lava flow. And I'm like... Yeah, it connects volcanic bombs, which is pretty much bits of lava that gets shot, shot off. Up. And then they form this, like this... It's almost like an almond shape, like a like huh. a uh, agate. Sure. But it's all that stuff goes up, and then it solidifies together and comes back down. Right. And they use that for a lot of research of what's happening and things, but... It's also, it was formed from that explosion. And hmm. he was really cool. He's like, oh, do you have anything from Mount St. Helens? <laughs> like when that thing came off. And I said, oh, yes, I have all that ash. I have this, hmm. everything else. But I said, I don't have like the emerald, but it's not a true emerald. It's basically freshly made, okay. but it's just the green silica hmm. from the explosion. Mm-hmm. And as it cooled and stuff, it <clears throat> formed this glass-like um, yeah, we remember it. That was before your time, though. So. Sure. That was 80. Right. Yeah, 80. <laughs> that was 80. Yeah. Um, but he was just like, do you have any of that? I mean, he that's he doesn't have it, so that's his desire to have it. Yeah. Um, but just to look at those, and it was all chunks of lava or rock like that. Um, yeah, so many different uh, collectors collect so many different things. And the sad part is, or the great part is, we're interested in all of it, right? Right. You know, there's if they're passionate about it, we'll look at it. I mean, mm-hmm. the yeah. I've got one last question. Unless you guys have anything else, is there something within this world we didn't cover? Like, I mean, we're kind of just tangentially checking things well, out. But is there? There's all. There's always the space ones too. Space, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what this is. A uh, part that's of a meteorite, meteorite right there. Mm-hmm. That's from. That's a Canyon Diablo. Okay. From Arizona. Yeah. However. Uh, you know, there's one that falls every year, every square mile on the on this earth. Right. And I have witnessed a couple. Huh. And so, I have two. So you're saying like in the QNA, every square mile of the QNA has at least one fall on it. Mm-hmm. On the, the average, yes. Sure, right. Yes. Huh. And Crazy. Steve has two. Well I found one, one in Arizona in a in the gold it's north of Kingman. It's called Gold Basin. You take a you take a, a gold detector out there, and I must have kicked over 400 rocks. Mm-hmm. As you and you detect a lot of hot rocks, which is are they're false. They they show up false, but mm-hmm. with a gold detector, you can weed out most of them. Hmm. But uh, I found one there, and I also found one locally, by mistake. Well, wait, not by mistake, but not on purpose either. Sure. So yeah. you found it. I didn't know I found it. I just now that our collecting here is if I go out there, it settles, it sounds off in the detector. Throw it in the bucket. That's right. all I do. Okay. Well, I was just going through it last winter, and I was cleaning them up. I was cleaning up the copper chunks in a little tumbler, mm-hmm. and uh, two three days it just cleans all the gunk off, and then I let her high grade, of course. Right. She's my ultimate picker there. So, and he brings a pop flat up. It has all the little copper pieces, and I take some out so I can use them for jewelry, wire yeah. wrap, or if they just look really cool, they're going in the showcase. Sure. And I'm like, funny, and I pick it up and I go, "Why did you put one of my meteorites in here?" He goes, "What?" And I went, "Yeah, you think I'm not going to pick out my meteorite for right. my case?" He goes, right. "I didn't do that." And I'm like, "What?" 
He goes, no. It's one's very similar to that yeah. right there. Yep. So uh, we checked everything out. We did the streak test. We've actually taken it, had other people look at it. Uh-huh. It's a meteorite. Right. And and when you're saying you're using the metal detector, this is some kind of a metal? Mm-hmm. That nickel will, iron. Nickel yeah, iron a magnet iron. sticks to it. Uh, it'll sound off as metal on your, uh, as iron. Yeah. Obviously. Right. On your metal detector, but yeah. Unbelievable. Huh. And uh, so there's that whole world of it too, eh? The people that mm-hmm. would look for the, the space side of things. Yeah, right? one more. It's just one more tangent you can go off into. Mm-hmm. Right. We do have a friend downstate that he does that, and he's actually seen one and collected it. Yeah. But he goes out more in the winter time. Okay. Because the snow, you'll see the impact and where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, the iron meteorite like that, with the amount of snow and different things, can eventually just whittle away okay nobody finds it or gets buried in the woods the the leaves debris and stuff yeah right uh yeah it's crazy so you're saying your friend saw the meteorite like mm-hmm. the gold at the end of the rainbow went over there and found it that- um, it was actually a field yeah it was okay. a field it was a multiple they multiple- found more than one huh. yeah crazy this okay. was maybe two three years ago okay it was downstate yeah, yeah. Um, so the the last question that I have, though, I'm curious for you guys is within this world, is it, I guess it's a two-part question, like the history. We kind of we kind of touched on it, but I'm talking mm-hmm. like the history of rock picking and gem collecting and that whole world. Do you guys get into that, like read books of prospectors from the 1800s or something like that or the that whole world? There isn't really anything like that. Okay. Um, you have AE Seaman Mineral Museum here yeah. and what they saved in reader collection and different things and... Back then, they said, hey, we need to save some of these. These are pristine. These are gorgeous. Yeah, it's copper. Let's throw it in the pile, melt it down, make wire or whatever mm-hmm. with. No. They understood you have to preserve some of this. Right. Um, we look at that, and it's like, oh, I would love to have a specimen of theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been specimens of the collections of those first people here. But unfortunately... They're not the best pieces that mm-hmm. are available. Okay. Those will never come out of that museum. Sure. Anywhere. What it is is they were reference pieces. So they collected the cabinet specimens, which were the premier things, but they also had specimens where they used in the mining itself, like to identify different rocks. Mm-hmm. But the label, it's in their writing. It's their words. It's what it is. That label is way more valuable than that rock. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then you're like, great. Now I want to collect from these people that prospected back here and stuff because I want something from them. So now you just opened up this new thing of it's not the specimen you're collecting is the label. Sure. Um, And we do. We actually have specimens from those people, but the labels are cool too. Yeah. Yeah. the other thing, I and you don't find it, I mean, there's lots of, like, Hollywood people or billionaires, millionaires that do have collections, but you don't hear about it because I don't think they want you to know about it. Sure. But they're investing in it. We we know that. Um, but you don't hear about the old timers and their things. You kept it quiet. Otherwise, people would go on your claims. They would do things. Mm-hmm. But I think now people are understanding that, oh, yes, this person collected them and... and did these things we were at um the mansion going up in minnesota the 
along the North Shore. Oh, rats. Um, uh, are you talking the one that you can tour right yes. in Superior and Duluth there? I can't remember the name of it, but you drive it by as you're going to the bridge. Gee, doesn't it? I'm not sure, but it's an old mansion. Yes. Oh, right. that's the one in Superior. There's one on the other on, on Duluth Shore. side, too. Okay, I can't picture Off that Off of one. 61. Congdon. The okay. Congdon, yes. Yeah. So and there was a murder there, too. Yes. <laughs> Elizabeth Congdon. Um, she was murdered by one of her servants. Yeah. Yeah. But in their lower level in their basement area, which was more of a, a recreational area, there is showcases of minerals he collected when he went out on safaris or he went out on digs right. and fossils. And it's like, wow. And you look at these and he had them wrapped up in burlap with his string and he shipped them back. And it's just like, these collections these are they tell a story mm-hmm. there's a reason and then he has a label he has it dated where it was the location everything mm-hmm. um and that's the first thing we just did is like we collected this stuff it's like cool and then we were looking at our one friend and going what are you doing i am putting my location the date where i was what it is on the on the bag hmm. we're like yeah we'll know yeah, we'll ah. remember. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. We do this now. <laughs> sure. Um, we've had friends that have passed away, and it's literally sheds of material. Right. No labels, no when he collected it, where he collected anything. And this was collecting in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. And if you if you uh, found a label, it was by accident. I sure. Think. Yeah. yeah, or it, it didn't go with what it was. It was just a stack of labels. And then on the extreme, we had another friend... Um, everything he had it like a, a, a white marquee with a number and a letter on it referenced a book uh-huh. and it had the whole list of everything and almost like a little <clears throat> diary of their trip hmm. on there mm-hmm. um and that's the big thing you know catalog where it's from and stuff and we try and keep the labels on mm-hmm. um one person said i always leave the labels on for when i buy a specimen because then you know how much i paid for it mm-hmm. but we're like yeah just add a couple more zeros onto things now of the value. Sure. Because the stuff isn't coming out anymore. And what you're buying is from other people's collections. Um, there isn't a lot available to go and collect on your own anymore. Right. Um, basically, you need permission. We've been to places to collect where we've actually had to have mine training mm-hmm. um, and be certified and stuff in order to go in and do this. Right. So. Well, you're out looking for sheds, though. That's a. Uh... You could be looking for uh, other stuff out there, too. Yeah. Yes. Right. Let us know so we'll tell you what rock to look for. <laughs> yeah. I'll let well, you know where I'm going so I can yeah. keep it. Yeah, eye artifacts, for... too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. No, it's fun to hear about. You could tell the passion that you guys talk mm-hmm. about it. Again, it's uh, that Easter egg hunt feel. It's fun to hear about. Easter egg hunt. I like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, I mean, we brought along our rock and gem one we just got yesterday this in the mail. The, this is like the Gateway magazine here. Okay. Uh, we've been subscribers almost since we became interested in rocks in the uh-huh. mid-90s. It's actually written bo- at all levels so if you're a beginner uh-huh. you can you can gain quite a bit from it and if you're even if you're advanced which we're not right because the more you know the less you know that's yeah. what we will go they by. have a kid section in there um they talk about like here was the tucson shows and there the big thing is rock tumbling there's the there's the on, there. on the cover of that one hmm. so you know and and this stuff does help for tourists i mean we've gone we've collected rocks but we're like hey there's this here and this here and this here. Yeah. No, that's cool. I think it's, again, we go back to where it's like the, 
it's bigger than the thing itself it's mm-hmm. just the mechanism it's a way to yeah go on adventures and explore and see a lot of cool <laughs> things i don't know it's it's just neat to hear about it gives us something to do yeah <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone always says, what did you do this winter? Where are you going this winter? Because we always take off and go south mm-hmm. in the um, winter to dig rocks or whatever. And we're like, I don't know. I mean, we're going downstate next week, but we're going for an art reason yeah. to go view um, an exhibit. But we're going to take in friends. We're going to stop and see old rock friends. And mm-hmm. yeah, again, where we're going to go, I don't know. Maybe we'll say say the second week in January, we're like... Let's get out of here. So then we're going to Arkansas. Yeah. Well, no, Steve, Pam, I appreciate you uh, bringing all this in. Like I said, I got to take some pictures for some folks (laughs) that are listening, but it's fun to hear about. I appreciate you guys stopping by. Well, thanks for having us, Logan. We really appreciate this. It was fun. Yeah, for sure. Hey, guys, thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have and you feel so inclined, share this podcast with your friends. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and give us some feedback with a review. Until next time, thank you.